0: This is the Think Tank for Friday, September 2nd, 2016, and live from across the globe in various remote studios, Alex Lawson and Mike Cosentini via Skype. What's going on, people?
1: Uh, I'm the only one who's like remote because I'm in a different state. The rest of you are in Connecticut.
0: That's right. But no, we're covering the, uh, the, the majority of the Northeast over here, I think.
1: All three, two states of it. Yeah, we don't have to be in the same room.
0: All right. We can still roll. Right, Mikey? Yes, sir. Yeah, now Michael's on his bed. He's even more comfortable than me I am very comfortable. <laughs> He's about to fall asleep. Uh, you do have beers and beverages and things like that next to you, don't you, though? Do. Of course we do. Okay, what do you got? Beer of the week. The tradition will not die.
2: Well, I mean, unfortunately, we're not drinking the same beer because we're not together, but I, I'm just drinking a, a Blue Moon.
1: I have a Nitro Vanilla Porter Stout
0: mm great crack it open crack them i already did mine's a twist off oh <laughs> oh good
2: sound alex that was a good sound mine was just a twist so i didn't
0: have a chance to do that
1: it's in a can which helps
0: oh sure okay that makes sense uh all right cheers here we go so it's our first show over skype uh, forgive us for any sort of technical difficulties or uh, little hurdles that we have to jump over, but it's all part of the process. We haven't done a show in quite some time, so we figured today uh, we would do a bit of a Think Tank grab bag for you, hitting a bunch of topics all at the same time. Uh, and I have no idea where this show is going to go. I, I'm not sure what I feel about any of these things, uh, but we're going to try anyway. Alex! Hello. Kick us off. So... I
1: was out the other night with a couple of my friends up at school, and they were girlfriends, female friends, and they were telling me that they, over the summer, would go to bars and get drinks from these guys with no intention of ever going home with them. Mm. Michael, what's the problem?
2: Nothing. Your audio's a little weird. It's
0: just your shitty audio.
1: What do you mean it's weird? Just... It,
0: it just, it got shitty again. Yeah. <sighs> Son of a bitch. It's fine. <laughs> It matches the content of what he's saying. That's all. <laughs> that's fine. Keep going there, buddy. Alex is coming, uh, broadcasting from prison right now. He's serving a 30 day sentence. Misdemeanor, right? Not a crime. I didn't know she wasn't 18,
1: okay? <laughs> that's better. That, oh, my God. That was better.
0: That got crispy at the wrong moment. Uh, <laughs> I'll keep going. All right. You're out. You're out. Go with so female. She
1: goes out. These girls, they go out and they accept drinks all night. And they were accepting, like, three or four drinks a night, like two per guy mm-hmm. and no intention. Like these guys could work their hardest. They could give them the best pickup line ever. They could do everything right. Never going to happen. And I was like, you know what? I'm throwing the flag on that one. I think
0: that's unethical. <laughs> you think It's unethical. Okay. All right. Um, here's the question about that though, because I feel like this is a fairly standard procedure that, us as humans have just sort of become accustomed to, and I'm not really comfortable with it. But I'm not blaming the females. Here's my thing: I think they are taking advantage of the rules, like the way that like Trump said he took advantage of tax law to sort of and and bankruptcy laws in order to survive in the business world. I feel like that's all women are doing. Like men are offering drinks, uh, you know, ad nauseum. Like why would you not take that opportunity if you were given the opportunity to get free beer wherever you went? Wouldn't you take it?
1: But if there was this the stigma attached that the reason they're giving me this free beer is that I'll, like, hook up with them, no, I wouldn't if I had no interest at all. Or I'd have some interest. Mm-hmm. The issue is, like, even at a casino, you're throwing away money, but at least you have a chance at winning. <laughs> this is a no-win casino here. You say they're coming
0: in with false pretenses. Exactly. Yeah. Michael, what say you? I say good for the girls, man. <laughs> I agree with Michael. Oh uh, no, Good for awful. them. I think this is a, a social construct that they are exploiting. And that's fine because, you know, don't hate the player, hate the game, man.
2: I, listen, if you had the opportunity to get free alcohol to someone, are you not taking that opportunity?
1: If there's no tagline attached to it, yeah, I'm taking but the opportunity. But there is no tagline attached to there's it. There's a tagline. No, there's not.
0: Are you saying that there's a social contract, an unspoken contract that these two are engaging in? I think so. See, I disagree with that. I think the guy approaching the girl at the bar and
1: asking her if she wants a drink is, is like the beginning of – like everybody knows what's going on. If she knows he's trying to sleep with her. She, he knows he's trying to sleep with her. Everyone knows who's trying to sleep with who. I think that right there kind of is not an unspoken agreement, but an agreement that you get a shot. I get to spin the roulette ball, <laughs> pick one number, and maybe I get lucky.
0: <laughs> right. It's part, It's part of the wooing process. Yes. You know? Like it's it's just it's something to help your chances. It's no guarantee. Right. Like it's not a one for one trade. No, you know? no, I'm not saying that. I'm not saying that. I give you booze, you fuck me. I don't I don't right. know if it exactly happens like that.
1: Well, and to all the feminists out there, just because the guy buys you drinks doesn't mean you have to, but I think you gotta at least give him a try. You gotta <laughs> give him a shot.
0: You have to hear his pitch, essentially. Yeah. Yes. Even on Shark Tank, they at least hear the pitch. It's like taking resumes for a job that they have no intention of filling. Right. Yeah. I, I, I feel that. Uh, <laughs> that's uh, hmm. Interesting. It, but again, though. I think this primitive idea and maybe we can just break social stereotypes with this, but this primitive idea that, uh, you know, men can just go out there and just throw their money around and just alcohol pours and all of a sudden. That makes it more likely that they get slept with. I, I want to destroy that altogether. I don't like this social construct. And I think the only way to do this is for heroes like these women, for going out there and exploiting the system. Do you know what I mean? No. <laughs> no, <It's>, I don't. <laughs> it's like maybe now men, if they hear this, will be less likely to buy women drinks. Because they're okay. just getting taken advantage of.
1: I kind of get what you're saying. You oh, know what I mean? so we both kind of want the same thing. We're going about it very – I want none of it. You want all of it.
0: I mean here – yes, I want men to stop buying women booze. I just want that. Like I, I am perfectly okay with just going Dutch everywhere. And just everybody pays for their own thing. Like, you know, everybody is, is self-reliant and independent and all that shit. I'm perfectly fine with that. Wow, I think you're this... a feminist? No, I'm not. Actually, I'm the complete opposite of a feminist. Because all these feminists talking about how they're so independent and strong and they can do anything without men are still going and taking booze from men. I don't like that. I think we should, I think we should stop it altogether. You know, and I think that their abuse of this privilege is moving us in the right direction for that.
1: Michael, your thoughts?
2: (laughs) I mean, they should just take the booze and run. Oh, God. (laughs) That's that's just where I listen, man. If we were in their position, I guarantee you we would be saying the exact same thing. We would be we'd be doing the exact same thing. I know. We would be taking that booze and being like, ha ha, suck it, bitch. You just bought me a drink (laughs) and you're and I'm not sucking anything for you. (laughs) Ha ha ha. Like, like you know, that's exactly what we're saying. That's
1: absolutely not. That's exactly right. That is exactly what we would do. Absolutely not.
0: What would you do? How would you react if a dude, if you're a woman and a dude bought you a drink? Or let's say vice versa. If a woman, yeah, a woman bought you a drink as a man.
1: I'd give her a chance. You
2: would? Yeah. That's just because you're desperate.
0: Well, I mean. (laughs)
1: Not only, I'm not, and I'm not saying like I'm not saying a huge chance. I'm saying a ten minute conversation to make your pitch.
2: Oh well, put it this way: I have no problem with them with like if they decide to you know hear the pitch, but plan on doing nothing with it. That's okay. They did they did their duty. Now they're free to drink.
1: Yeah, the issue is these girls would like get the drink and then walk away.
0: They wouldn't even talk. No. Oh, that's kind of shitty. That's what I'm saying. See that I don't
1: yeah, like. Yeah, I, I don't care that much. I think oh, you've earned ten God. minutes. That's
2: I don't know yeah, exactly. I don't think a drink earned you ten minutes. All how, this guy's trying to do is liquor you up so we can get in your pants. What kind of he deserves
0: your time if that's what you think he's trying to do? Now that's also another excellent point because clearly that is the intention. There's of a reason that's the intention. There's a reason why you're not buying her like some some soup. You know, like, you're not going out there and getting her a nice salad. You're not getting her a glass of juice. That's right. Nice. No soup, no soup a, for you. <laughs> no soup
2: for soda. you.
1: There's a reason
2: you're not doing that. There's hey, a reason it's a, it's a glass of
0: booze. Hey, babe, could I offer you some Capri Sun? I don't think, like, that's not... And then maybe you'll get her Capris.
1: <laughs> I can get the straw in the hole every time. Respect the pouch. <laughs> i just... I just... <laughs> We should be the new marketing team for Capri Sun. <laughs> call him up. Show him this clip. Uh,
0: <laughs> no, but, like, that that's an excellent point. There's a reason why it's alcohol. Yeah, you're right. So the dude also has shitty intentions. So I honestly think, like, when you go to a bar on, I don't know, a Thursday, Friday night. Yes. The race of people that you're going to see, and I just, not race, bad week to use that term. But just the, the, wow. the, the breed. The yeah easy. Yeah, the breed of people is just you know kind of morally uh reprehensible you know or at least or at least subpar and i think like this this whole process like it's just people scamming each other they're not looking for love you know yeah i'm okay with it i'm okay with abusing the privilege just because i want the the privilege to go away
1: i agree with michael's point is that you're right is that the booze has a purpose but the same point time, I still think it's shitty. Not even hear the pitch. <laughs> that is yeah, kind of weird. How does that but if happen? They,
2: but if they already know the reason why they're getting it, then why don't they just skip past the part that they don't want and just keep what they got already? Well, what if they're wrong? What if like there is a reason? Well, sure, th- but guess what? That's not the point. We're not arguing over whether they're right or wrong and like they're missing out on something. We're arguing over the right or wrong and like accepting the drink. Mm. We're not arguing whether they're missing out on something. Of course they might be missing out on something. But, like, that's their decision to make.
0: If they don't want to listen to the pitch, then they don't have to. I hate the idea that we need to be turning down gifts. I don't like turning down anything. Like, I think that this whole thing about how it's morally reprehensible to refuse something I think is bullshit. I take everything that's offered to me excluded like food and shit but like if you're gonna give me free cash I hit this idea that oh I can't accept that because I don't like you no I'll accept anything like whatever you want to give me I'll See, accept it's... you know what you're right and I think that's awful uh oh handicap sticker
1: do you Did remember you that yeah up? oh yeah yeah yeah.
0: I just missed everything you said I don't know what just happened oh Say that you again.
1: cut out Yeah. remember the out. conversation we had about my handicap sticker yes and should <laughs> I get one all right, so here's the backstory. because I don't know if we ever recorded this. And if we did, you're hearing it again. We did. Um, I could be eligible because I have arthritis to get a handicapped parking sticker on campus, mm. just on campus. And I'm not going to do it because I can walk just fine. I'm on medication and I'm good. Some days suck, but like I'm, for the 99% of the time, I'm fine. And this dipshit over here is going, I'd take that in a heartbeat. I hate walking across parking lots.
0: <laughs> <laughs> no doubt. Awful. No doubt. Why wouldn't you? Like awful that, human being. That is prime real estate that you have access to. You got the fix, dude. Like you got like this good little side room deal where someone said, "Hey, you want to get the access to the good parking spots? I got you. I got a nice hookup for you. I know a guy, right?" And here it is, just gifted to you a good parking spot. Why would you turn it down?
1: Because it's not that. It's hey, you have this condition along with all these other people that make it hard to walk. Oh my God. Do you want to exploit that? Yes! Yes, yes no! I do! <laughs>
0: yes, you do. I think it's perfectly okay to play within the rules. You know? Like, I subscribe to, it's not about the, uh, uh, it's all about the letter of the law. It's not, it may not be in the spirit of the law, but it's in the letter of the law. And I'm okay with abusing all of those laws. So,
1: right, if I say I'm pulling in the parking lot, I pull up into a spot, and I take the last handicap spot. I get out, and I start walking, and I see this kid in a wheelchair drive by. I'm not supposed to
0: give him the spot. He's worse off than I am. Well, first of all, I have never seen a parking lot where all the handicap spots were filled. I've just never seen that. So they're available. They're Hypo- there for the taking. This is hypothetical. It's, but it's not, though. I'm just saying this. And, and we also use the example in this same conversation about handicap bathroom stalls. And how you don't yes. afford that luxury. Or apparently you do because you're a weirdo. I do.
2: Oh, I do too. I always take the handicap. No. Stuff. I always do.
1: All what if time? someone handicapped comes in? <laughs> well, they can fucking wait their turn, man. <laughs> no, they're handicapped. Doesn't, listen. I, this, here's my the, – the, I
2: understand that they're disabled. But that doesn't mean they get other things before me. If I fucking got there first – it's fucking mine.
0: Survival of the fittest, man. But the only Listen. reason you
2: got there first is cuz you could take the stairs. and They don't <laughs> rely on gravity. Guess what? That's not my fault. Why just... should I be punished because I have two working oh, legs? God. I agree. I agree with you. You're not being be...
1: punished. You're not being punished. You have another stall
0: you could use. I have the I have the right to a spacious stall <laughs> just like anybody else. And don't let anybody tell you different, Michael. <laughs> I'm not gonna Fuck oh this guy! <laughs> like I don't care. Okay, here's the thing about the handicapped people. Actually, but Actually, no. Women. Is it people with disabilities? I think that's yes. The, yeah, you're supposed to put the person first now. The so, vegetables.
1: Yeah. <laughs> well, they don't need a bathroom stall. <laughs>
0: uh, the world is their bathroom stall. Um, <laughs> that was deep. Yeah. <laughs> no. Here's the thing about handicapped people. They got kind of they they have it bad. Like there's not great advantages to being handicapped, right? Like no, no it's not. not not walking, not a great thing. But there are some areas of life where it's really cool to be handicapped. And why can't they give us a little piece of that pie? You should put that on a t-shirt. No, there's something. <laughs> like, there's a small percentage of life that is that that is quantifiably better if you are handicapped. And
1: you know I, what though. No. Uh, but that's so minuscule compared to the macros. When you go down to the hospital, start carrying around some kid in a wheelchair like Freak the Mighty, then you can use the parking spot. <laughs> so I want s- you to put that handicapped kid on your back so you're working hard, too. And then you can stand wherever you want, any concert.
2: Yeah, but he's not <laughs> working hard, so why the fuck do I have to work harder?
0: Because we want his <laughs> spot! So you're-, you're saying I can... So are we extending the handicapped privileges to friends of the handicapped?
1: No. No. People who are helping the handicapped.
0: So if you... (laughs) So you're saying we help the handicapped. We're entitled to a handicapped spot. I like that rule. If you're with them, yeah. I like that. That's a little bit of an incentive. If you want to come carry me around, I'll let you park wherever you want. That's a great... You know what? That's a great idea. Yeah, we could turn this into a whole charity thing. Like, it's a great incentive.
2: I'm not going to lie. When I'm with my grandparents or, like, when we went on vacation with them... If they weren't with us, we'd still take their handicap sticker and still use
0: it. Absolutely.
1: Reprehensible.
0: You have to do it.
1: Carry your grandpa on your back (laughs) up and down stairs. And you can park wherever you want.
0: You got to do it. No, a handicap spot is great. So, yeah, the large point we were trying to make here before we went on an, an incredibly offensive rant was that, yes, if you are given a gift, take it and hold on to it and cherish it. If you have the opportunity, don't turn it down for moral reasons. Like, life is too short to be turning stuff down. I will take anything. I will take blood money. I will take handicap spots. I will take uh, stolen merchandise. I'll take whatever.
2: Free Some drinks of- if, a, if a girl gives it to you. Absolutely.
0: <laughs> I have no problem with any of it. You know why? Because they know what they're doing. There's a difference. I'm not stealing it. Like, they're giving it to me. Just take the gift. Just take it. Don't turn it down. It's like charities turning down money because they don't agree with the person that donated it. It's like, what's your problem? Actually, didn't we talk about this a couple weeks ago? I think we, we did. did. Yeah, we did. Just take the gift.
1: Because we were talking about Charlotte, weren't we? The NBA game?
0: Yeah, that's right. Yes, we were. Yeah. So, um, no, that's my thing, Alex. It's like... You have the opportunity to get one. You were also telling us about a friend of yours that has diabetes, right? That has a a handicap sticker.
1: Yeah, he's got diabetes. And apparently when it's hot, that means sometimes he can't walk right or far distances (laughs) without passing out, which is total bullshit. Uh, He's playing the system. You'd like him.
0: That's America. No. That's America. I hate the government so much, and I hate everything about – I hate these rules that all I want to do is abuse them. As long as, like, it's within our little box, like, it's, it's fine. Uh, okay, well, that, that was a great conversation. Let's move on to our next grab bag topic. Um, should we do, what, what should we do next? Should we bring up the video next? I think so. Okay. Sure. Um, so a couple weeks ago when uh, Kelsey G. Antonio was on the podcast, our Girls' Night Out edition, which was a lot of fun, actually. Go back and listen to that. It was a good time. But we were talking heavily about the topic of marriage and, more specifically, the topic of divorce. And it got heated and we went back and forth for a good, I don't know, half hour, 45 minutes. And this past week, Alex sent us a video on Facebook about it. And maybe – why don't you summarize that video and then we'll give our thoughts about it because I thought it was really interesting.
1: I thought it was incredibly interesting. The the gist of the video was why do we get married, right, like socially? Why – what factors influence us getting married? And the video really – boiled down to is it's a mistrust of ourselves is when we get married we're tying ourselves economically we're tying ourselves socially to somebody else and we're making it harder and harder to leave that other person so say i'm married to nico and we have one fight Hmm. one fight will not end our marriage because i know if i want to leave him i gotta get a lawyer i gotta split the house i gotta share the dog kids god if there's any involved i hope not um it's too hard yeah, it's too hard to do, which makes people more likely to want to work through it and try and get over it. Right. But if we didn't have those systems, and they're like, yeah, just cohabitate. Live with whoever you want. When you get bored of them, move on.
0: Mm-hmm. And it's the same principle getting people into marriages too.
1: It's a social factor. Right. It's a it, lot of social pressure of why aren't you married.
0: It, right. And it's also this idea that it's so easy to get into a marriage and the benefits are so are, are, are so tempting. You know, you get tax incentives and you, again, there's a lot of, again, social stigmas attached to it. Um, And so it's very easy to get into it and hard to get out of it. And essentially society as a whole, whether it is conscious or subconscious, is designed for people to get into marriages and stay with them. Right. All right. So, but there was also a part a little bit later on, again, like you said about urges. What was that about?
1: Oh, just like preventing against those spur of the moment kind of things. Is if you fantasize about if I'm with Nico and I fantasize about being with Michael, I'm not going to go be with Michael because it would tank my marriage and I'd have to split the house, the dog, and the car, like Mm -hmm. that kind of stuff.
0: Mm -hmm. So, and that essentially we are capable of sort of going wild and making either selfish decisions or emotional ones or sporadic ones.
1: Right, and we built this structure to limit our ability to do that.
0: Right. So. That all makes sense to me, and I thought it was really yeah. compelling, and I think Michael agrees um, I do th- that it was really compelling. And it, I, I think we also – I guess Michael and I, we were talking about this a little bit before, but it sort of reinforced what we were saying. What do you think? I think that the
1: same way you wanted to get rid of the social stigma of guys buying drinks, mm-hmm. I want to get rid of the stigma of uh, people have to get married. Mm-hmm. Why? I so you
2: disagree with everything the video said?
1: No, I agree with the video. I think that's the way it is. I think the video presented things the way it is. Mm -hmm. I'm arguing the way I think it should be. And I think that people are capable of not acting on every impulse. Right. And that that should be what really matters and that we shouldn't be locking ourselves into these relationships, but we should be there because we want to be and we can control those other impulses. Like Stockholm Syndrome. Right. It's literally what it is. Right.
0: So I don't like that. You think that the majority of people – are are capable like you even said this a couple of weeks ago you can find sort of you can find stability and also satisfaction and fulfillment on your own independently yes yeah. so why are we locking ourselves into these marriages and i think michael and i and kelsey too to a certain extent were saying that i mean I, I suppose you could. If you really squinted hard enough, you could find those things elsewhere. But there's no more effective way than marriage, and there's no way to find that same stability. And I don't think like you but, can necessarily fill you, that void.
1: But you find that compromise and those strategies because you have to mm-hmm. or else all this other hell raises down. Mm-hmm. right? If I'm with someone, I want to stay with them because I still care about them. And I still want to be with them, not because I'm obligated because of my financial status and my social status.
2: But I think that our argument was is that you shouldn't be marrying that person if you don't already feel that way. Like if you don't feel like you right. want to be with them, you shouldn't be
1: with them. So you're arguing that what the video is saying about that social stigma that people need to get married, that pressure that people need to get married. It sounds like what you're arguing is you should if it's right for you. If you meet the right person, you should, but otherwise you shouldn't, which actually kind of means you're on my side.
0: <sighs> no, because what you were saying before a couple weeks ago was that those feelings may be there at one point, but those people can change and that their feelings can change.
1: People can't change.
0: Right. Well, but but what you did say before, though, is that the relationship can fundamentally change where the person that you knew before is not the same person yes, uh, I did. 20 years later. Yes.
1: And, and, I, and I think you should have the freedom to leave that person if it's not the same thing.
0: But I wonder how common that is. And I think we were also saying this before, too, that um, that sort of emotional hump that you have to get over however long into a marriage it is. Th- this idea that at one point you, you, that you thought you married someone different, I think happens with everybody. And I think like it's not exactly I think we all agreed that getting into to, um, um problematic marriages should be avoided at all costs. I think we all agreed on that. Like, yes, therefore, if there are question marks early on, it's important to avoid that marriage, and some people are just not meant for it. But once you get into that relationship and once you have made this vow and once you have promised to love the person forever and to stick with it, it's important to fight through those differences.
1: It is. It, it is important to fight through those differences, but not because you have to, because you want to. Hmm. That's my, my key problem with that video is that they're saying you're getting married and you're staying together because you have to financially, socially, you have to.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: You're going against the norm if you don't. And I don't think that should be the case. I think if you want to work through those problems, you should be able to walk through, work through those problems. But if you don't want to, you should be equally as free not to.
0: Do most people want to work through those problems? I don't know. I'm not a marriage counselor. <laughs> do, do you find in, in the track of your life that most people are internally motivated to solve whatever strife is happening in their lives?
1: I mean, my parents are split, so that's a bad example. Yeah,
0: (laughs) I guess that's true.
1: If Um, we're sitting at this room, uh, two out of three, 66%.
0: Right, right. But, like, do you think that – yeah, okay, that's true, I guess. Do you think that most people are – without that sort of outside pressure and without the social expectation that's been placed on them, do you think that most people would, out of the goodness of their heart, fight for a marriage if there were no consequences – or would most people be more willing to give up? And I if wonder I to, what those numbers to, are
1: like. If I had to put guess, and this is I have no number, no stats to back me up. If I had to guess, I'd go forty percent. Okay, but I think that that's what we should strive for. I think that number should be higher, and people might surprise you. That happens. Hmm. But if I had to guess, I'd go four out of ten.
0: I just think about it this way: with the consequences in place, and with um. This sort of, uh, I don't know what the word is for it, this sort of totalitarianism that's going on with, with marriage in this country, according to this video, it looks like. With that, we still have a 51% divorce rate. Right. So even with all of that stuff and all yeah. of the hurdles put in place, as hard as divorce is, the majority of marriages still end in divorce. Yeah. So if you took those away, I, I, I got to feel like the numbers would be much higher. So I think I'm skeptical of that. I think the vast majority of people are I think, emotionally impulsive.
1: I think you'd have less marriages,
0: but more better marriages. Because you don't think – because you want to but, – but that's because you want the institution of marriage to sort of fade, right? Yes. You want less but people to be married. I think
1: married. you would have no more families where the dad's a deadbeat, but technically they're still married. Right. You'd yes. have no more families where both parents are on drugs raising a kid because they, they would just leave. Who would leave? Those two people would split up.
0: Hmm. Yeah, but how does that change both parents being on drugs?
1: Just you have the two parents who they just get married and think they have to stay together for financial reasons.
0: Oh, so but yeah, but if they split up, the point is, though, and we were also trying to make this. It is better on the kids if they stay together. Yes. Right. It is. It is generally as a general rule of thumb. It is better if the parents stay together for the kids. So I don't know, like, I, I feel like there are certain areas where, I don't know, Michael, talk. I feel like I've talked too much. What do you think? Well,
2: I mean, if there's kids involved, you should stay together. That's just like the end of it. like I would if agree. If you're having kids with the other person, like you are now, if you want to get rid of marriage, fine, whatever. But if you're... One little caveat to that, if you have kids with that person, you're obligated to stay with them forever, or at least until the kids are old enough to leave the house. I would agree. Because that's just, you can't do that.
1: I would tend to agree.
0: Mm. So, I do think like there are certain societal benefits, and this is one of them, the, the idea that we raise better kids if we're married is one of them, but I... I think the reason why marriage is such an important institution, part of it is religious and part of it is because it originated from Christianity, this idea that that's, that we have. Um, It's, but beyond the religious implications, it's also that the government has an interest in how many people are married because in theory, and who knows if this is true or not, but in theory, the government is concerned with the creation of the next generation. Right? So, The government has a stake in the game there. If there are more families, it means a more uh, populated workforce. It means another generation of Americans sort of making society better. It means that we evolve. It means that we improve. And the less that we have monogamy and the less that we have kids and the less marriages that happen, then the, the country in theory could suffer for it. So if we take those societal benefits, then the question becomes, is it moral for society at large and for governments to enforce that ideology and 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 um, and make marriage a part of everybody's lives, I think what you're saying is that it's immoral to do that. We shouldn't force people because it's just yes. wrong to force people to do. And
1: that. I'm actually kind of surprised you're not saying that. <sighs> Extreme know. vetting. <laughs> <laughs> Extreme.
0: We're gonna build a wall. And we had a great meeting. And Mexico why, is still going to pay for it. What are you saying?
1: That's why I'm actually surprised that you're
0: not, at least when you phrase it that way. Mm. The government dictating how people live? That's a textbook, Nico, no-no. I know, I know, <laughs> which is why I'm sort of questioning it as as I'm saying it, but that does sort of, Am I presenting the argument correctly? I think so. I think so. I don't know. I think politically I would probably say that putting those barriers in is wrong, but... Fundamentally and philosophically, I think that marriage is good. Can I have my cake and eat it too that way? No, it cannot.
2: <laughs> so you're saying that you think that like, the government shouldn't interfere in people's lives, but because this has good benefits, that it, you can let it pass? Is, no. Like you let it yes, slide? Yes, that's exactly no, that's that's, not, that's you kind of what you're saying. Well,
0: no, that's not what I'm saying. I'm saying the government sh- still shouldn't do it because it's immoral for government to get involved in people's lives. But... On an individual level, Nico Di Gregorio personally will go out and tell people that marriage is good. Does this that make exactly sense? That's what I just said. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But you're going to yeah. tell them
1: – no, because I think Nico's going to tell them it's good for the reasons that are not government is what I'm getting.
0: I think it's good for a lot of reasons. I think marriage is good. I'm just arguing in favor of marriage. Not right, necessarily but, government marriage, but marriage.
2: Yeah, but if there's no government involved, then it's not – Exactly a marriage? I don't know. Because then there's no stakes.
1: You're right. If there's no government involved, it's just a civil union and cohabitation, which right. huh, I wonder who is arguing for that one.
2: <laughs> one. Right.
1: That's yeah. Did Nico disagree with me? I think I did. I think I right about my marriage.
0: <laughs>
1: Let that be known. It's a think tank first. Alex wins a debate.
0: I think I. Well, yes, I think I did.
1: I have converted to the two thirds majority. Sorry, Michael. Play again <laughs> next time.
0: Wow, this is a tough one. This is a real tough one. And I will say this. Um, so I watched this movie last night. Okay. And it's called The Lobster. Have you heard of The Lobster? No. All right, this movie's fucking trippy. It's so, so trippy. And I uh, I watched it really late, which wasn't good because I was tired. Um, and, I, and by the end of it, I was just like, monogamy is an illusion. I'm just like <laughs> – it, that's, that's the only thing I thought. It's so See, you've been doing a lot of thinking on this topic. I have. I'm just like it blew my mind. It's like one thirty. I'm in my room. No one else is up, and I just wanted to go and talk to someone about this because my entire worldview, I, I think, was a lie. After this, here's the I here's the awake. premise. Here's just the okay. I should have called you about this. I was also awake. Okay, I should have called both of you and and told you this. Um, should have recorded it. Yeah, I know. <laughs> So here's the deal. Here's the premise of the lobster. So it stars the great Colin Farrell, uh and, and the his great. <laughs> and his Irish drawl. Um the okay Colin Farrell.
1: <laughs> the horrible the, and true detective Colin
0: Farrell. The eternally mediocre uh Colin Farrell. The we
1: don't talk about true detective Colin Farrell.
0: No, the, the we don't talk about season two of true detective Colin Farrell. Um Okay. So um it's this future dystopian society. In which single people are arrested by the government and taken to a hotel. And it's like this weird sort of hotel where they handcuff you and, and – um, Ooh. Well, yeah. No, not in that way. And God. you go around and all the other single people mingle in this hotel with you. And it, it, you have like 45 days to find a mate. And if you don't find a mate, they transform you into another animal. So <laughs> it's called the lobster because Colin Farrell wants to be turned into a lobster if he's ever single. Um and so and then they go out and, and if you're single and you don't want to give in to if you're a loner, what they call you, you go and live in the woods, and the, the people in relationships go out and hunt you and they convert you into other animals, and uh it's really, really weird. And it's sort of this um this this uh uh commentary on how our matchmaker culture and our Tinder culture, and or whatever it is, we're looking for the absolute perfect person, and if not, we're failures. Um, and it's playing, and these people are really like emotionless and stuff. But the idea is that we're moving in this direction with monogamy now and relationships. And again, this is totally reinforcing Alex's argument, um, that uh, it's all forced, nothing is real, and we've lost any sort of humanity, and we've lost anything that makes us different and personal and love no longer exists um and so i think it it made your case for you alex and after that i was like whoa this is where we're heading and i don't like it very much that's all i
1: needed to hear (laughs) you can't see my face but i'm smirking right now i'm just gonna need you guys to fill that one in
0: yeah no uh the lobster go see it it's a really freaking weird movie it sounds awful it's good, but it's weird, and they all like talk in this very monotone. And John C. Reilly's in it. And oh, I know, John C. Reilly. Yeah, it's it's a it's a weird one, and there's this dog that gets murdered in a very uh, very violent way. I didn't enjoy that very much. Bloody dog all over the place. Uh, it's called the Lobster. So there you go. All right now we've plugged that. <laughs> no, but I'm just like, wow, monogamy is a, is an illusion. That's that's my only thing about that. No, I think we're moving in a place where we force it on people too much. And we all agree that you shouldn't force it on people. But once you do get into it, you shouldn't bail. That's all. Hey. Okay, Michael, your topic, please.
2: Oh, God. All right. <laughs> Does to <laughs> so get
0: deep enough today?
2: Right. It's only going to get deeper. Alex, you ready for this one? Hit me. So I'm taking a positive psychology class, Okay. So you would probably think that, like, when you hear positive psychology, that's like a positive thinking class, right? Yeah, it's not.
1: Oh,
2: it's uh, positive psychology is the strengthening of your psychological strengths because you're you out of well, can this repeat, guy. I forget can you repeat, his name. Repeat, Michael. Can you hear me? Wait.
0: Repeat yourself technical difficulties you know? got me buddy oh this is wonderful okay all right deep press everybody alex <gasps> is like alex is like cutting out so are you mikey no you are cutting Am out. I? everybody's cutting out except for me okay speak again you're the host of the call
2: <laughs> right, is dogs. it better now
0: yeah we got it yeah your okay. video and your audio
1: unsynced technology you're good now okay
2: gotcha okay so what did you last hear
0: just start again. Positive I psychology. Heard positive
1: psychology. <laughs>
2: okay, so positive psychology.
0: You'd think that would mean positive thinking. That's what we thought, but we were wrong about that. Preconceived conceived Yes, you Absolutely were. Absolutely incorrect. Alex, means- you're a moron. How dare you think such a thing? Go ahead. <laughs> it is the
2: strengthening of your psychological strengths. Okay. Okay. So this was born out of some guy. I'm pretty sure his name was like Martin Seligman or something like that. And he said, like, we focus so much on, like, how like, emotionally and mentally we're broken people and we try and fix that. And like with all these mental illnesses, we try and fix that. But because we're so focused on that, we neglect on psychologically strengthening the things we're already good at. So this class I'm taking focuses on how to strengthen those things and the psychology behind that all that good stuff. So you're,
1: so you're David Ortiz taking batting practice.
2: Right. <laughs> okay. Right. No, no, basically. Okay. So he gave us a list right of these traits there's six major categories with a couple subcategories in each okay. and said that you are able to train each of these things like internally and i don't know that i can necessarily I, I don't know that i necessarily agree with the fact you could train all these things
0: okay. okay so it's the nature versus nurture argument all again like that we've had a million times on this show already But this idea – because essentially, yes, rather than just treating depression, let's treat happiness, and let's make happiness even better. Um, And so this guy claims that of these six categories that he's about to read, that these can be worked on and in some cases created, right? Right. Okay.
2: Alex, I'm also going to send you a picture so you can actually just look at it. Mm -hmm. Okay. Before I had Nico write it down.
0: I have the list. It's just
2: the – yeah, the picture just might be a little dark. Um, hold on. So I'm just sending that to you. Okay, so it's sending. It'll get to you eventually. So I'll start reading them. So the first major category that's on this list is wisdom, and like under that category, like the subcategories of that are creativity, curiosity, judgment, love of learning, and perspective. And supposedly, in this category and all the rest that are to follow it, that I'll read you later, we can train
0: each of these. Hmm. Can you create wisdom? Right. Okay. I don't know. I don't Are we talking know. about this now? Or like, okay. You want to read the whole thing or you want to do it subject by subject? It's totally up to you. I can keep going. All right. Let's do I this right, right now. Okay. Alex, can you create creativity, curiosity, judgment, love of learning, and perspective in someone?
2: Can you create that?
0: Mm. Can you
2: train that within yourself? Can, can you – like if – like say like – I like think you can
1: nourish it. I think you could nourish it.
2: You think you can nourish all of those things.
1: I don't think you can create it, but if it's already there and you want to make it stronger, I think you could. Judgment, definitely. Curiosity, yeah. Creativity, yes. Perspective through experience. Level of learning is the only one I'm like, eh. Hmm. I
2: don't that was that was the one that stuck out to me. I don't know that I I don't think I don't think you can train yourself to love learning but but is that because you don't no because i'm okay with learning
0: here's here's the thing
2: and i think it's i don't hate it that's 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 my point I, i but like i know like there are certain people in this world that just want nothing to do with learning
0: okay i'm gonna sound like a broken record throughout all six of these but i've i have drawn the hard line and i know i'm stupid to do that but i am on the side of nurture not nature I've always been that. I think some people, of course, are more naturally predisposed to some of these things. There are more creative people out of the womb than others, and there are more curious people out of the womb than others, but I think you can train almost anything in someone, and I truly, utterly believe that. Again, some people more so than others, but yeah, there are muscles in your brain that I think make me more or less creative. Even
1: though more so than others, it's not a hard line, Nico.
0: No, but I... (sighs) it's that but it's also that someone's upbringing i think also creates that in people the reason that i am creative is because i come from a family that is that is celebrated creativity you know that that part of me has always been admired by my family not suppressed whereas i think there are certain people that grow up in very strict conservative households that um you know, we'll say, oh, it's these pursuits are pointless. You need to learn how to get a job and be good with money and things like that. Then,
1: how do you explain you and your brother being so different?
0: I don't think we're that
1: different. How do you explain, all right, any siblings being different?
0: I don't think those siblings are that different. I think some are, pre- again, predisposed to other things more so than others, but <laughs> their basic ideologies and their, and, and, and the, the, um,
2: would you like to use my family? Because I think that my, me and my brothers are pretty different.
0: Yeah, Mike and Nick. Let's use it. Let's use it.
2: And me and Dan too. Mm-hmm. I don't think I think Dan and Nick are more like than a, me and
1: than
0: any than me and anyone.
1: Mm-hmm. I think the farthest are you and Nick. As far as opposite ends of the spectrum go,
0: but in terms of the stuff that you grew up around and this type of stuff that, um, again, was celebrated and reinforced in your house, is consistent for all of you. And I think like that does. I don't know, to a certain extent. I think, like, again, you your curiosity for things and Nick's curiosity for things, I see a lot of similarities there. I mean, th- there are certain areas in life where you have a quest for knowledge, and Nick certainly has that in more, probably more areas than you do. And I think, like, that is because you come a, come from a household that says that that is a good thing. I know your parents. They certainly want you to know as much as possible and have as much wisdom as possible, Right. So that that quality is kind of similar in both of you. My yes. brother and I are the same I, way.
2: Nick's not a judgmental person, but I am. <laughs> mm. You know.
1: What I, does that mean
0: by but the judgment category? Does that mean you're judgmental?
1: It means critical thinking, thinking through things, and... Open-mindedness. Something.
0: Open-mindedness. That's I definitely that sure. taught. That's definitely taught. Decision-making o- is definitely taught. Open-mindedness, I think...
1: Thinking things through, yeah, probably. Critical thinking, some people are better than others.
0: Mm-hmm. Go on to the next one.
2: Okay, so the next one is courage. Courage in that subcategory is bravery, perseverance, honesty, and zest. Um, you think you can teach yourself to be brave? No. <laughs> <laughs> Do you, you you feel like you could... Teach yourself to be honest.
0: Yeah, I do. Yeah, yeah, I think
2: so. So, what about those pathological liars? Yeah, but those are crazy people, though. Supposedly,
0: anyone can train themselves to do these things. But wait a minute, are patholo- pathological liars though have something in their head that is off though? And for the most part, don't honest- be all okay. Here's my oh, here's an interesting <laughs> question about honesty because I-, I know a lot of people disagree about this. Do you think that lying? And the idea of lying is something that comes natural to people? Yes. You think so? Oh, yeah. Because I think so, too. All right. Good discussion. Right now. But... <laughs> but I think, like, as a, as a kid, I see this all the time uh, with, like, little kids and stuff. Like, they're always, you know, if they see the benefit of lying, they'll just lie. Yeah. It's a great discovery to have. That's what kids do. Lucy K. just did a sketch on this. Did uh, you see it? No, I didn't. What did he say? It,
1: it's a new thing on Netflix. It's Lucy K. live at the candy shop, I think, or a
0: comedy shop. Oh, the comedy store? Comedy store. Yeah, oh, that one. I did see that one. I don't remember this sketch, though. He
1: does a bit where it's like, well, yeah, because like adult kids, you yell at kids and you're like, who took the cookie? And then when they realize that they can just go, he did it. And then everything's okay. Why wouldn't they do it? (laughs) They're scared of getting in trouble. They're not going to say yes. (laughs) And then, you're in
3: trouble. They're
1: not going to do that.
0: Yeah, it's great. It's a great point.
1: No, Nico did it. All right, cool. You're good. (laughs) Carry on, prisoner. You think you you can
0: train your zest? uh, Yes. Yeah, I think so.
2: You think you could? Listen, I, I have tried to be a more enthusiastic person, have more vigor
0: and energy. It's not working. I think no, but like but but there are other factors besides psychological. Like the more food you eat, the more zest you have. Why can't you do the same thing in your head? Like like why like why why is it that with psychology it's always predisposed? But every other part for some reason our brain is the only thing that cannot develop and change. Yeah, for some reason, like, we can get fatter if we eat too much, or we can, you know, uh, we can blow out our ears if we listen to too much music. Like, all of these things can be affected by different choices that we make. Why is it that our brain is the only muscle that it's just, this is the way it is, and you're going to be like this for the rest of your life? Because
1: Because... your brain doesn't constantly grow brain cells. The ones you start with are the ones you got, Uh and your brain's not a muscle.
0: Is it not? I thought it is. No. No. I always hear about how the brain is the largest muscle. Uh Uh-oh. We're good. Okay, I always hear Uh, that. Is that a misnomer? Yes. Okay. Why? Yeah, the brain's not a muscle. It's a collection of cells. Why do I always hear it's the largest muscle in the body? Because
1: who are you hearing it from? CNN? No, like Bill Nye the Science Guy. I don't know. That shit. It's marketed towards third graders. It's
0: always it's the biggest muscle. It contracts and shit, doesn't it? No. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) Wait, the muscle doesn't contract. The brain doesn't.
1: The brain doesn't.
0: The brain's not a muscle. Your brain's not supposed to move. I swear to god, if I Google brain is the biggest muscle, I'm gonna see something. Cause you're Googling it. Brain. If you Google two vaccines cause autism, you'll get something. <laughs> the first result I put brain is the and biggest muscle was the first result out of there. Alright, read the article. Mental strength. Your brain is your biggest muscle. Mental strength Mental strength. Oh. Oh no, that's yeah, it's a bodybuilder website. Wait a minute. Here we go. <laughs> Reference. dot com is brain... your brain a muscle? The brain no. is not a muscle. Ha! <laughs> <laughs> well, it does contain some muscle. It is primarily made of gray and white matter. The brain is a uh, pale gray color and is about the size of a small cauliflower.
1: Yep. Okay. Told you. Well, there you go. But the the big important part is that your brain doesn't constantly grow new brain cells. Mm-hmm. The ones you start with are the ones that get ones you got. Hmm. Every other part of your body is undergoing
0: mitosis. But there are certain like physical factors that can affect the way your brain functions. Like that's why drinking too much causes you to, to, to be all loopy and light. Right. Cause
1: it blocks, blocks receptors. doesn't change your brain. What? It, what does drinking do? It, um, the alcohol messes with the receptors on your brain. So like, say I got a parking lot with 10 spaces, mm-hmm. right? And I need all those spaces to, to operate. All of a sudden, I drink a lot, and all those spaces get full. Now when it's time for something important to come in, like how to walk up a flight of stairs, there's no room for it to park. And that's why you can't, then can't walk upstairs when you're drunk.
0: What a metaphor. Uh, okay. Welcome. Okay. All right. I, okay, I get that. But I, I, I just feel like there are hmm, – okay. Well, let's move on. Next one. I certainly – you cannot teach bravery in Nico de Gregorio. I'll just tell you that much. Fucking, I was born a pussy and always was a pussy. Go ahead. <laughs> but never getting any. No Humanity. Unless I buy enough drinks.
2: <laughs> Humanity. Mm. Subcategories, love, kindness, and social intelligence.
0: Yeah. I mean, social intelligence is... Well, yeah, that's, I'm good with that one. Right. That's all nurture. You think you could teach yourself to love? Yeah. Or
1: is people just naturally loving? You can teach yourself to hate, why can't you teach yourself to love?
2: Mm, what but do you thing. but do you teach yourself to hate? Yes
0: ooh do you yes i don't I don't think you do how so
1: Because once you you start to hate, you kind of let yourself stay in that mood and that that breeds that hate and that state of being right i could, if I hate if I actually hate someone like legitimately. I only hate them because I've been okay with myself hating them,
0: right? Right. Well, that's my that's me going back to this whole thing that love is a de- a decision and a choice, right? Like I I am very much of this the the state of mind with love that it's not this just imaginary force that just captures you and sweeps you off your feet. You know, it's not like this magical thing that just clicks in you. Like it's it it is the product of time. And and hard work, yeah. and also you making the conscious decision to do it. Do you know what I mean? Although, like, I, I I think maybe kindness or just general positivity and negativity is probably there. Like, I think generally positive people, but then but then I go back to this. Like, I think, I don't know. aren't positive people be, uh, positive because they come from a certain upbringing, and negative people negative because they come from a certain upbringing? yeah
1: but part of that you can influence
0: right right i think it's all under
2: under kindness it's generosity nurturance care and compassion
0: altruism which doesn't exist and niceness (laughs) altruism doesn't exist i hate that fucking thing it doesn't you guys need to stop with the altruism doesn't exist thing it doesn't you need to stop you need to stop i had this argument with my dad he thinks it does. Uh, of course he does. I mean, well, you and your dad argue about this shit all the time, though, right? More or less. Your worldviews are very different. Yes. Yeah, for sure. Okay, next one. Justice, teamwork, fairness, and leadership. Yeah, all taught. All taught. Our yeah. our 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 predisposition to right and wrong you know our concept of right and wrong is is all something that you you learn over time right and this this thing that yeah if if i if i'm nicer to people people will be nicer to me like there is a cost benefit that you weigh and it's in it's something that you learn over time it's not just inherent you know back to altruism not existing there okay next one well i mean
2: i don't know it says f- under fairness i didn't move on to the next one yet
0: mm-hmm.
2: i didn't give you all the the, the third,
0: the subcategories, the, yeah, the, the sub
2: subcategories. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, in fairness, it says not letting feelings bias
0: decisions about others.
1: Yeah. Right. You can definitely teach that.
0: The same way that you teach bias. I don't yeah. think you're taught bias, though. Oh my god! Of course you are. Yeah. Of course you are. I don't think you are. What? Then where does racism come from?
2: Uh, I don't think you're taught to
0: be racist. You don't think so? No. Oh, I think you're oh, racist. Oh boy, you're shopping I, racist. Yeah. Oh my God. Yeah. I think society is what is the reason why racism exists. Do you think racism is just something that inherently, like you know, to pick out the small differences between people yes. and judge them because of it? Yes. You think so? Yes. Oh like, man. Oh. No. Uh, Alex, come on, help me out here. Hey. <laughs>
1: I don't know. Do you think that when, when kids are born, they're just born racist? Like one yes. little kids, one little kids in the over in the crib. Yes. On the, the black really?
0: There's no, no way. There's the scientific
1: evidence of that. What? what evidence? Hit
0: me with the scientific evidence.
2: All right. There Hit was me with experience. this. Right I watched now. it.
0: You watched it
2: in class? Yeah. Yeah. I last watched last year's social psych. Oh my god. But Hold on. Are, let me are, find it.
0: We are born racist. There's Hold no on. way. There's no way, because my impression of it has always been like, has always been because society puts us in these boxes. And because- which,
2: which one would you like me to read from Time Magazine? Baby Racist at our sweetest age, we're capable of nasty <laughs> impulses. From the Huffington Post, racist babies nine month old show Huffington bias while looking at faces.
1: Ariana, Ariana Huffington's personal blog. The Telegraph, baby show racial bias study finds.
0: Alright, no, all give right. me give me the Time, me the Time magazine Time one. Magazine.
1: Give me Scientific America. <laughs> PubMed.
0: Tell me about racist babies. I want to hear <laughs> all about racist babies. I want to <laughs> who's got who's got who's got who's their got... headphones out, by the way? Uh I'm good. I'm good. Oh, there's a, I heard an echo for a second. Okay. Uh okay, you know, I want to hear about Time America. Racist Babies is a great new B horror film, by the way, coming out to a theater near you. <laughs>
1: title of this podcast <laughs> racist babies and other things
0: racist <laughs> <laughs> babies
1: could this just be the most like clickbaity title we have <laughs> no your baby it. could be racist and you don't even know it click to find out find
0: out at 11 <laughs> it's 10 o'clock do you know how racist your children are
1: yeah <laughs> let, let me read
2: you these two paragraphs yeah go ahead all right, right? dying yeah, no. here The latest evidence for that decidedly unlovely trait comes from the research out of the University of Washington that actually sought to explore one of babies' more admirable characteristics, their basic sense of fairness. Mm -hmm. In the study, 15-month-old toddlers watched an experimenter with a collection of four small toys, share them either evenly or unevenly with two other adult volunteers. When allowed to choose which experimenters the babies wanted to play with later, 70% of them preferred the ones who had divided the toys evenly. Nice, but there was an exception. When the two adults who were receiving the evenly or unevenly divided toys were of different races, the race of the one who got more toys matched the baby's own, 70% preference for the fair distributor dropped, and the share of babies wanted to play with the unfair one rose. Uh
3: Uh-huh.
1: Yeah, right, but of course they want to be with... Uh, people who are similar to them, but to me racism is these babies aren't turning fire hoses on the other babies. Yeah. <laughs> that's racism.
0: Oh. These babies aren't wearing socks with pigs and, and uh and cop hats. Okay. Yeah.
1: These babies aren't like kicking sand at the little muscle kid in <laughs> the playground. Like
0: No, that's a, yeah exactly. That's what I yeah. No <laughs> they're,
1: they're not <laughs> In their baby corporation, they're not hiring only white babies
0: <laughs> or babies of their same color. Oh, man. No, that's the thing. It's like, yes, you are predisposed to identify with people that are similar to you. But that can go for hair color, eye color. Uh, uh, body type. Body type. that could, uh, Sex. That can go with anything. I don't know if that's bias. Uh,
1: no, no, thanks. I'm
2: good. Right, but isn't that also that also? Just because they wa- thats the point. It means racism. That- racism is born out of people not looking the same, though. And the biggest thing of that it is, is but skin then, color. Yeah, it is. But then acting on that is what makes it like really racist. Right, <laughs> but when babies, but babies do act on it. That was the whole point of what just happened. They didn't want to play with the. Even if the
1: person that was, You're that was right. a different color so, than them was fair, they didn't want to play with them. Then how come not everybody's act racist? On it. Then how come not everybody's racist? Because you can learn to be not racist. That's right.
0: In the same way that you can learn to be racist. I, I don't know. Here's I don't this, think you can. Here's what this study proves. It proves that color blindness is not real. It, it proves, I agree with that. It proves that this whole idea that, oh, I don't see color. That's not true. I you do see, see color.
1: Unless you're actually colorblind, in which case I'm very sorry for you. Mm-hmm.
0: It's the acceptance of diversity. It's the acceptance of different colors that is either taught or not taught. But I do think like societal like this this the stereotypes that we have and the idea of discrimination is born out of society continuing to talk about it. like I think like as a the the fact that we reinforce it and reinforce it and reinforce it and reinforce it. And reinforce it is is the reason and, and the fact that we come from racism is the reason why we're racist now. I don't think we come out of the womb and we discriminate. Well, it
2: says at nine months. The at nine like nine months old that those babies processed emotional expressions among Caucasian faces differently than those of like black faces.
1: Hmm. Doesn't make them racist though. This is
0: upsetting. <laughs> 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 it does mean something, though, doesn't it? it? does. It does mean something. I don't think so. I think it proves our point. Wow. I always assume that kids just, they see another color and they don't care. No. But I guess that's not the case.
1: But they don't have any bias to act on it and be hateful.
0: Right. I... Yeah, right, right. It's what you do with that information. Right. The fact that they're collecting that information, though, makes me uncomfortable. I don't like that very much.
2: Well, they're not calling it them necessarily racist. That was in the title. They're saying that they show a racial bias. Oh,
0: yeah. They're not racist. Certainly it's... the idea to... to, to um... I don't know. Yeah. The, the, the ability to identify races is certainly something that's a little alarming. But I guess it explains why racism exists, I guess. I don't know. All right. Next one, please. Way to wrap this thing up. Yeah, There's right. and
1: then six.
2: temperance, forgiveness, humility, prudence, and self-regulation.
1: Yeah.
0: Yeah, I think so.
2: You think you can train yourself to
0: be prude? Yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
0: I don't think you can. Humility, I think so. <laughs> I think you can I think that.
1: if every night I sit, sit in my bed going, all right, not gonna sleep with anyone tomorrow I can train myself to be a prude
2: <laughs> well just because there's a lack of opportunities for you doesn't mean anything oh. well i'm I'm
1: also not trying to be a prude so that's right that's right
2: I'm just saying I don't think that like my brother I don't think that he can like be careful cautious and not take undue risks
1: I think he could I think he chooses not to we've talked about this he identifies the good choice and chooses not to do it he could he just doesn't
2: Yeah, but I don't think that he's capable of not acting upon those impulses.
1: I think he is. I don't think he is. The power of positive psychology. That's
0: right. Positive psychology, Michael. That's not positive thinking. Uh, Next one. Final one, Uh, actually.
2: Appreciation of
0: beauty and excellence. This is under the category transcendence.
2: Yeah, appreciation of beauty and excellence, gratitude, hope, humor, and spirituality.
1: Actually, you know what? I don't think you can teach humor or else Nico would be funny.
2: Wow. I don't think you can teach humor. I don't think you can teach someone to be appreciative of beauty and excellence. I, think I don't think can. I don't think you can teach gratitude. Right. I don't think I don't think you can. I don't I'm skeptical on hope.
0: Oh, and you can teach hope. Hope but can you? Know, hope is flexible though. There are times where there's more hope and less hope. Yes, you can affect it. You can't be all
1: hopeful all the time, but you yeah. can definitely like upswing it.
0: Here's my thing. If yes, if it is possible to be more hopeful and less hopeful, that means it's possible to create it. If something is that is that flexible to change, that means that it has to derive from something.
2: No, what you're what you're missing about like what this guy's saying, he's saying that we can train ourselves to be all of these at all the time.
0: (laughs) You definitely can't teach humor. I'll tell you that right now. You absolutely are, can't. There are some people that just think they're hysterical and just year after year they just they don't they just don't know it. They and just then they understand.
1: go on and then they go on to make a podcast.
0: Three as a matter of fact.
1: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they name a I,
0: website after themselves.
2: I don't think you could teach yourself to be appreciative of beauty and excellence, because I sure as hell not like that at all. Oh
0: yes, you are. You haven't taught yourself that. That's definitely how, taught. How how do you t- teach yourself that? I mean, your idea of beauty is formed over time, right? That's something yep. that's created.
2: No, but it's it's not saying, like, necessarily like beauty is in, like, the physical appearance of someone. It means beauty, like, the awe and wonder of, like, something. So, like, when I went to Cape Cod and I climbed this stupid fucking tower <laughs> 200 feet above the ground, I had to fucking walk it and pay $12 to do so. Mm-hmm when i looked out and this is in provincetown i looked out and i saw like the ocean like the town and everything i was supposed to take that in and be like oh my god this is the most beautiful thing i've ever seen i was like why the fuck am i looking at this
1: no so you appreciated it but poorly. <laughs> no i didn't <laughs> poorly. i didn't appreciate it at all i thought it was
2: stupid no fuck that shit that's stupid i'm talking no that's but... what i'm saying no but that's what it means all wonder elevation yeah like, you would you would look at like Two children playing and be like, "Oh, that's so beautiful! Look at them playing together!" Yeah, like
1: I am not like that. It's not like that though. It's just finding one thing in that moment. It's the calmness of the ocean, or the the innocence I, in the kids, or actually, I'm not gonna say you can find the innocence in the kids because no. that makes me sound like a pedophile. Whoa! <laughs> <laughs> I I am not a pedophile.
0: <laughs> but but no, but you can still watch like LeBron's block in the NBA Finals and think, "Whoa!" Like, then you have a sense of wonder yeah. and appreciation. Like, there are certain areas that people have more appreciation for. I'm with you. I don't give a shit if I'm on a top of a big rock and looking at yeah, some but, water. But I just don't think that
2: I, – I don't think you can teach yourself that, though. I think that's just naturally within you. Either you are that person or you're not. I don't think you train that. I don't think as you see these things happen more and more and more that you're supposed to find beautiful that you're just going to one day be like – Oh shit, wow, that was so like great. Like I can't believe that happened. Like, no, that's but you're just gonna amazing. see something
1: you're gonna see something that reminds you of what you thought was beautiful, and that's the appreciation. You right, appreciate it for the emotion it invokes, not my for what it's. The point it is. is is that me as a
2: person, I don't find anything beautiful like that.
0: But then when <laughs> yes,
2: you, you do. Well no, here's
0: Oh no, I don't. Then when or why is it that when people get older, they say that they grow more of an appreciation for the beauty in life. They become more sensitive. They, they take everything in more and, and, and because it is the product of the knowledge and experiences that they've gained over time. No, it's because they're going to die. No, it's, no. it's, no, it's mean, not. No, it's I mean, yes, it is. <laughs> yes, Kid, it is. Kids frolicking in the flowers means nothing to people at age 15, but when they're 40 and they've had kids of their own and they've grown up or they're, they're 50 or 60, like that means a lot more because it elicits some sort of emotional reaction because it, cause it comes from another experience. Like, that stuff does grow and change.
1: Well, here's the other thing. Is it, you're telling me, Michael, that you don't appreciate anything for beauty like that? No. All right. So, after the, I'm first off, I'm telling your girlfriend that. Um, <laughs> I'll tell her. But you – okay. So, I'm going to assume you think she's beautiful or something. I don't know. Um, available. Can't use but, the <laughs> – Go ahead. But – so, one day you go to a museum and you see a picture or hear a song or something that reminds you of her, you've gained an appreciation for that. You're not appreciating it. You're appreciating the emotion it creates. No. Oh, my God. <laughs> you,
2: that's your response is you can't just say no. You need, like, an argument. No, because that would, I'm not appreciating it. I'd be like, to me, appreciating is, like, taking it in. If I see something that reminds me of her, i like, Oh, you know, that makes me think of Amanda. But I'm not, like, appreciating it because of... Not, you're yes, not. Yes, you how are. It is. No, one, I'm not that simple. I am that simple. You no. are not that
0: simple. No, you're not.
3: I am, though.
2: Just because
0: you don't like climbing on top of a rock and looking at a bunch of water. And I don't either. But there are certain things in life where I'm like, wow.
1: Yeah, I'm I... also... I I don't get behind painting. I don't get it.
0: I don't get it either.
1: But if you sit me down at the Hartford Philharmonic,
0: yes. I'll think in every song, every note. Right. Right. I won't. <laughs> But I that, that, the... yes, but again, <laughs> I, you see LeBron's. You block you. You see Michael Phelps. You see Usain Bolt outrun these other guys. Drive by a like, fast car. Get a semi. You know, have chub. You, you see all those things, and you're like, "Whoa, that is that is the best of us." There's nothing greater on 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 the earth than that. Did you say Michael Phelps in that list? Oh no, I I not much. Ah! And I would <laughs> say these are things that you find appreciation in, right? So you're saying my
2: only appreciation is within sports? That's, that's just,
1: what you no, keep saying. That's what, you, that's what you're
2: saying. Right, that's what I'm saying. So I'm by that naming, nature, then I then I should be so proud of my of my ability to appreciate the beauty and excellence of sports you naming, should be. in life.
0: <laughs> I'm naming one area where you where where You're you know, naming the only area. There's nothing else. I'm sure we could find there's something else. Definitely something else. If you hear like an unbelievable song, you're like, whoa. Watch Schindler's List. Yeah, you watch an, a great movie and go, eh. <laughs> yeah, fine, no sure. One, no I, one walks out of Schindler's List going, yeah, that was fine. Kind of spoiled the ending, though. Like, What was that candle all about, though? i like, really? Yeah. I didn't. Yeah, Schindler's List was okay. How
1: dare you? Oh, my God. How dare I, you? It wasn't there. No, how dare now you? Now you're being difficult for the sake of
2: being difficult. No, I'm not. I really didn't like Schindler's List that much. So <sighs> that was kind of boring. Oh. Heartless.
0: <gasps>
1: You're heartless. All right, and
0: on that note, on that note, wow, what a what a <laughs>
1: On that bombshell. You
0: just you just insulted Schindler's List. On a podcast. You just insulted a whole bunch of Jews. <laughs> yes, you did. Yes, you did. All right, we're getting out of here. Uh, Dad, can you create uh appreciation of beauty and excellence? What? Okay, great. <laughs> what? Hey, Mike, how you doing? Alex is there too.
3: Appreciation
0: of here. beauty. And... We're okay. Okay, all right. Let me explain to you then, really yeah, the quick. Okay, so Guess we're ta- <laughs> So we're talking about six areas. He's taking this class, his psychology class, whatever, okay. uh, and it's like positive reinforcement of areas um, that are good, rather than just treating depression. For example, we treat the areas that are good and reinforce it. So we're. Happier that, and you
3: see that, as depressed, okay.
0: right? So, we're talking about these six different areas and if these can be created and nurtured, or they're just inherent to you. And we're talking essentially nature versus nurture. Well, you can okay. come into the mic, it's a podcast. Uh, I do believe that you can nurture it,
3: great, it's not necessarily inherent <laughs> in all of us. What's wh- wh- why? Why is Michael? Can, can you be can a little more specific? Like, yeah, be a little what more specific. <laughs> yeah. please. What, I, I well, believe you can nurture. Okay, If, if what you can were you nurture, as a five-year-old child, always told how wonderful you are. I I love what you do. It doesn't matter if you if you mess up. I have I, I have faith in you. You can be anything anything you want to be. That's a positive. Now I know in your case, Michael, it didn't happen. I, I, I didn't <laughs> that. but normal. I'm saying the normal loving family <laughs> that, that would be something that I would I would I would I would I would
0: always I would encourage right can you create humor humor's on the list no
3: humor's not no. thank you can no. you uh, you can't you can't create humor you, you're funny or you're not funny that's so true that's it I'm sorry you, you can get you can get aspects of humor where you can okay alright that's that's funny and I like him when he's always funny, and that's always funny when he does. But that's something that I can't teach you. If if you don't get the humor, then you then you're not you're not humorous. Well, then, that's not the end of the world, by the way. Because again, can't, I refer to your family. That's not the end of the world.
1: But hold on, hold on, Nika hold them up. Yeah, you can't you can't um, teach someone to be funny, but you can teach someone to find the humor in situations. No, no, <laughs>
3: not. And and the reason I say that not if their perspective is negative, because sometimes I get reprimanded myself. Oh, everything's a joke to you. In other words, that's true. Even even things right. that that we deem as 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 being um, something that's ser- I, I, this term serious that I can't make a joke about it. Okay, so that's not something inherent. I find humor in everything. That's not something that no one taught me. It's a way of, in many ways, it's a way of dealing with negative things. That I agree. No matter how bad the information I got, okay, Nico failed college. He's a, he's, a, he's, a, he's, a, he's a degenerate. Okay, well,
0: where's the humor in that? There's plenty of humor in that.
1: There is plenty of humor in and that. And I
0: don't think, yes, yeah, certain people just will not find the humor in it at all. That's they true. About, because it's, it's, oh, it's serious.
3: Why are you being How dare humorous? you? How dare you make a joke of it? Mm. That's true. That's true. Some people just find everything serious. They're serious people. And there's nothing wrong with that. Mm-hmm. It, it's got to be a balance. Mm. But but to so say that I can teach them to find the humor in it, I don't, I don't think that's possible.
0: Okay. Go to dinner. What do you think? Thank you. No, I agree. Oh. I said that before. Okay. 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 All right. I I, I, um, I'm coming. I'm, <laughs> I'm coming. <laughs> A little behind the scenes for you there on the podcast. Uh, okay, thank you. This was this was fun. Uh, think tank remotely. We'll we'll try to come back next week. It's going to be a chaotic uh, recording schedule, but uh, and it's mostly because of Alex because he has a busy life, right? I'm busy. That's true. No, you're you're a popular man. Mike man. and I will just sit here twiddling our thumbs. It's ready to podcast because we do it for the people. Uh, we're, we're public. If we servants. care
1: about our friends. That's I right. just <laughs> I just hung up a hook on my wall so I can hang my bottle up here.
0: Great. That's great. Um, Okay. So, yeah. Shop Amazon, please. I had a great Amazon week. I just want to let you all know that. Did you? Yeah. So, if you want to support the show because it's getting really chaotic and I'm not going to have a lot of time to do these things. Textbook uh, sales, probably. uh, Yes. Yes. Actually, that is 100% true. You want to buy your textbooks for school, whatever, go to NicoEmpire.com slash Amazon. Support the show; would really mean a lot. At Alex Lawson, one at Mikey Teeny, at Funny Nico tweets, and we will be back as soon as possible for more uh, psychological analysis and uh, and and crazy deep dives into things that no one cares about here on the think tank. That's the think tank way. Uh, have a good one, and until then, thank you for swimming in the think tank.
1: Are you doing an outro or making out with the microphone?
0: A little bit of both. All right, cool. Getting to know it.